you are listening to an episode of Back Row Movie News. The podcast name and scope has changed. It is now the Broken Record Podcast, uh, but you can still enjoy the past episodes of Back Row Movie News on this feed. Make sure you follow uh, the Broken Record Podcast or Podcast Broken Record. Depends on what social media site on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for updates on future episodes. What's going on, you guys? Welcome and thank you for tuning into this episode of Backward Movie News. Trailers, trailers, and uh, more trailers. We had the Super Bowl this Sunday, and we got a lot of great trailers from there. And also, later this week, we got another Deadpool 2 trailer and the Venom trailer. Still not one shot of the symbiotic creature, but we're going to get into detail right here on Backward Movie News. <laughs> seen the house, everybody. I'm Casey Sampson. And I'm Chase Cooper. Chase, are you doing good today? Doing all right today. Are, are Were you? you satisfied or unsatisfied with the Super Bowl? Oh, I'm doing great, by the way. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> you heard me that time. It's like four times in a row you didn't hear me. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, did you like how the Super Bowl turned out? I did. It was a great game, and uh, I was I was rooting for the Eagles this time. Tired of the Patriots being the best all the time, so it was it was a good day. I can get with that, but were you satisfied with the trailers, even though just seeing one of them? Yeah, I was. It was a good trailer. Okay. If you guys know this guy, he likes to stay away from trailers most of the time so he can go into the movie fresh. I admire that very much about you. Uh, but the solo trailer we're going to be talking about later because that was a really great trailer. Right. But before we get into the Star Wars movie news, as usual, to top off the show, we have a rumor about Zoe, so, Zoe. Sony. That's what it is. We See, do. this is why the guy reads the news, and I just talk. Yeah, yeah okay, go ahead. Uh, the rumor is that Sony's going to be up for sale, or maybe already. Uh, the CEO recently left his post, so I guess this that points to a good possibility of a sale or, or change, you know, major change. Uh, that's that's really that's the only bit of detail I know. <laughs> right. Uh, the only thing I could think of to add is, you know, it obviously means Disney has a chance to strengthen its uh, grip on Hollywood. I mean, yeah. We could get the Spider-Man universe into the MCU, et cetera, right. et cetera. How do you feel about the idea of Sony being for sale, Casey? Uh, I mean, it is what it is. Like, I don't know, like, how they're doing, like, financially. So if they're just like, hey, someone buy us, I, I don't yeah. know. Um, That's how it I works. mean, it does make sense if Disney's the runner-up to the it being Spider-Man that's like the main thing that I think people are thinking about I totally forgot that Hulk is also part of uh, Sony so they could get that too maybe some like sort of the planet Hulk or whatever that people like were talking about from Thor Ragnarok I guess there was some sort of mention about it um so yeah I mean it'd be cool it just makes me wonder what they're gonna do with all the other properties that come along with that I'm not sure if there's any more uh, superhero properties attached to Sony what do you think about that though I don't know. Uh, I mean, the superhero things, like I said, Spider-Man, Hulk, anything, it makes sense that they would tie it up. But I mean, right. just with in general, I feel like it's unlikely that Disney would buy Sony, at least at this point, if Sony is actually sold. I mean, I'm sure maybe they'll just, you know, they'll find a new CEO. They'll sort of fill it out. But yeah. we'll see. It, it would be interesting. It I guess it would probably be unfortunate and be turning into like a monopoly over in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, man. They're, they're buying everything up. It is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so as we were talking about the Super Bowl, uh, we actually got the teaser to the teaser for the Han Solo trailer, which uh, debuted the day after on Good Morning America, which is a lie, because at 6 in the morning, I saw it on my phone. I don't know when Good Morning America is, so maybe I'm the liar. I don't know. Um, but Chase, uh, read us into the, uh, this piece of news uh, So here. Solo, well, it's just 
Let's just give a quick take. Give me a quick take on the Super Bowl teaser. Give oh, us okay. a quick take, and then just the full teaser. Um, the teaser. I was. I think the the trailer that was released for Good Morning America. Let's just say, uh, was way better than the teaser trailer. I still loved what I saw, and I was like, and I honestly was just thinking about like I can't wait to see the full one. But what I did see from there, I was like, oh, I'm pretty pumped right now. How are you thinking about it? Uh, I liked, I loved the Super Bowl teaser. It got me real pumped up. I thought the score that they did, which was for both of them, that was cool. Uh, I, it, the Super Bowl teaser, it sort of packed a punch. It sort of felt some of the shots. It felt like that new that I was looking for. I, it felt sort of Rogue One ish, where it's placed in that yeah. universe, but it feels a little different. Maybe grittier. We'll see. But I liked that. But uh, the full, the full teaser. Yeah. Uh, Good morning. Did not like that. Didn't care. Really. For it. it just. It felt like it. Like I said. I it didn't have like that it factor. I'm not sure exactly what it was. There were some really cool images we saw of the like the villain. It looks like that bounty hunter esque character. Yeah, yeah. We got more Woody Harrelson, uh, Emilia Clarke, and it's there were some cool looking things about it, but it, it just didn't. I didn't feel it. I'm gonna stick with the feeling I had during the Super Bowl teaser and just ride that until I see the right. full film. Okay, well, I'm going to be awkward because I have, like, a whole little thing about it, man. Okay, honestly, for the full trailer, the opening uh, guitar just ringing out in the beginning, it just immediately just, like, hooked me in. Um, and we were talking a while uh, back about just it, how the it, it's going to – people are saying it could feel like the original trilogy, um, and we weren't too sure about it or whatever. But this, honestly – I think they fucking nailed it. Because for some reason to me, it does feel like the original trilogy. And don't get me wrong, like all the other saga sequels that Disney's putting out, it's not like it doesn't feel like Star Wars. But this something, it's like they're pull, pulling a Blade Runner 2049, to be honest with you. They're just, I don't know, man. It's just, it's, it feels like the original trilogy, but it also feels like something really different. And I love the, how, the way that it feels different. Um, and I also have a little theory to go on here. Because... Uh, I guess they're pulling a lot of stuff from Legends uh, from here. Um, I don't know if it was Han uh, that he was a part of the Empire in the beginning. I think that's a part of Legends. But I think that um, being known, from when you look back at the original trilogy, like, for example, like in Empire Strikes Back, like we're on the Star Destroyer, and they're like, okay, like once all the trash goes, and then we're just going to float away with it or whatever. Him knowing all that stuff, I think that's a pretty cool tie-in because it makes you think like that he has a lot more of a – like he just knows how the Empire operates, you know what I mean? Right. And, um, and also, it's I want to see how they're going to do the Millennium Falcon because obviously we know that the – there's not the split in the middle of the ship. It's yep, got like yep. the straight and narrow. I think that's something to do with cargo or something. So it's probably to, like an attachment. Know. Yeah, some sort of modification that they'll uh, do to it. Um, but what do you think about? Um, well, actually, I have two questions for you. What do you think about that sort of tying in there, getting a little uh, sort of connectedness, if you will? And does Alden Ehrenreich actually sell you as Han Solo so uh, far? Okay. The first thing, the tying in. I see what you mean. It will be interesting if we sort of get. If we know that he knew, you know, something about the empires, dealt with them before, it would sort of add a little something. But at the same time, <laughs> the fact that you pointed out the scene where they floated away with the trash mm -hmm. in New Hope, that made me think they probably don't want to go too far down that rabbit hole of him saying, "Oh, I know this because I was with the Empire for a little while," because that's that's been that was Finn's role in the past two uh, movies. True, that's, a, that's a good they got to be careful doing an exact copy there. It doesn't sound bad. I think they could do something with it, though. Yeah. And then uh, as for uh, Alden Ehrenreich, is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, he actually, like I thought, I've been confident in him the whole time. For some reason, I just think he's going to be at least all right. I don't think it's going to ruin right. anything. But uh, he was not a bad part of the trailer. He it looked yeah. it looked good. 
We'll see. It looks like Amelia Clark is that's that's her name. That right? is her yeah, name. Yeah, she's she has a pretty significant role from what it looks like yeah. based on the trailers. She looks great, dude. We'll see how it comes together. What it's gonna come down to for his portrayal of Han Solo, they have to toe the line between showing us someone a little bit different, like earlier, whether it's you know, yeah, basically worse, like because we know how cool and smart and you know, yeah. like the we don't the want to see him have that heart of gold yet, right? Yeah, so. yeah, we gotta, yeah, they just gotta toe that line, and I feel like it's not, they're not gonna manage to do it, but we'll see. It's gonna Either be difficult way, for sure. Yeah, I, I feel like no matter what, I'm always gonna be crying out like, oh, he did all right. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm in support of you all. Day. Yeah, <laughs> I like you. Yeah, I like you too, man. There all right, uh, let's Good. move on from there. Then yeah, slide on. Still actually talking. Are you about... excited for it though? I'm sorry. Oh, I'm pretty. I'm excited for it. Based like on said, the trailer. Based on the Super Bowl teaser. Now? Okay. Okay. Yeah, cool. All right. Now I'm let's move on. Slide here so you can see that in the corner. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but um, yeah. Uh, speaking of solo, still Harrison Ford apparently gave some sort of advice or guidance to. Alden before the production and then when Ron Howard uh, hopped on uh, Harrison Ford also talked to him so mm. how do you how do you feel about him maybe having a tiny bit of creative input or uh, advice I know he talked to him in the very beginning which like makes sense because you just want to dive into like what this character is and uh, you know he was the original he's the one who did it best um, and I know that like the way that they were going with uh, the other two directors Lord and Miller I know that there was some trouble going on there, so then uh, they had to bring in, like, an acting coach after the fact to, like, get his, you know, because you're so used to doing what those yeah. two directors had told you, they so you had to, yeah, you had to go in a circle, basically, and just get back to the, the I don't know, help me out here. Something. Something. You just got to get back to what <laughs> Han Solo is, so, yeah. Uh, how do you yeah. feel about it? Uh, interesting. It's it's interesting that he popped up again and kind of had something to say. I guess it's probably, I think Ron Howard kind of initiated it so I guess it makes sense Yeah, but it is nice to know that Harrison Ford had a teeny tiny baby little fingerprint you know on this project right, right, yeah. makes it feel makes it feel good yeah. <laughs> but the other thing about the last thing about the solo movie and trailer <laughs> is that Mark Hamill actually said recently that he's dying to see the movie now he said the trailer pumped him up and he's real excited for it so yeah. does that do anything for you? Uh, I'm happy to hear him say that actually because we know that Harrison Ford's career, like, basically took off, like, after those movies, and he sort of got typecasted. Don't get me wrong, he's, I mean, he was great in The Last Jedi, but that's still yeah. a Star Wars movie. His voice acting career has, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. To me, he is the Joker, just saying. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's cool to hear him say that and be, like, supportive of just, yeah. like, what, you know, because in the sense, he's still being supportive of Harrison Ford's, like, character, so, you know, there's no, yeah. like, I don't know, head-butting or anything like that. So that's cool. It's good that he can just kind of have fun with the movies. Yeah, I like yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Good on you, Because he, he is a fan himself, so that's always good to know. Now we'll just uh, slide on here. More Star Wars news. We got a lot of Star Wars news, this man. Is I like so it. So killer. <laughs> uh, so uh, David Benioff and DB Weiss, the creative duo behind technical difficulty. Uh, the creative <laughs> creative duo behind. Uh, HBO's Game of Thrones series are going to produce and write a series of Star Wars films. Uh, they're not going to start on it until they're done with the final season of Game of Thrones, which they're working on now, and it's, that's going to air in 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no real detail other than the f- available other than the fact that their films are not going to be directly connected or maybe connected at all to the Skywalker saga or Ryan Johnson's trilogy, mm-hmm. which is still on apparently. Yeah. But Jason, how's a uh, how does uh, Benioff and Weiss make you feel? Oh, super twisted, dude. Super twisted. Okay, so. Um, 
it kind of sucks for me to say this, but I don't watch Game of Thrones. There's just something about, like, the medieval castles and swords and dragons. I don't know. I just never really got into it. The only show that's somewhat similar to that that I watch and I actually really enjoy is Vikings. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It's, yeah. it's amazing. Um, but still, I'm I'm able to know that uh, a lot of people who I know love the show, and apparently it's just really good writing and everything like that. So, And given the success of it, I'm very happy that these two are going to be attached to a Star Wars property. So that's that's awesome. Nice, nice. Uh, it's interesting. I guess I'm sort of excited. I'm not. I don't watch Game of Thrones either. I tried to start watching. I just never got into it. Same. Yeah. Uh, the only. I mean, I, well, there's one thing I'm excited for. This means that there's a chance that we'll get a slightly more, uh, I guess, adult tone and like you know, rated from them because we know how violent Game of That's Thrones is. That's a good is. point. I didn't think about that. I, and they probably won't go too far, of course, but I mean, just, yeah, just it is a little Disney. bit. Yeah. I assume they can kind of toe that line, to mm. use that phrase again. And uh, the one thing I'm worried about is I guess people are actually kind of in like in panic about this or angry about it because we know the series, the Game of Thrones series has jumped ahead of the books, so they've been writing their own stuff, and I guess people yeah. really aren't liking that. Mm. They think it's much worse than the material they adapted. So we'll see what they can bring to a Star Wars universe. But I like the idea of this. Mm. And I think I like the idea of having a lot of people working on their own. Uh, it's like they're taking an anthology approach, but they're doing it with like multiple series, you know, yeah. with Johnson and then these guys. And then they'll probably have some, at least someone else working on something yeah. in the next five, ten years. So, yeah, basically all the Star Wars that you want to put out. I'll take it all, man. Seriously, I'm not worried about it. getting over saturated. No, not, not yet. <laughs> Maybe okay. like five years down the line or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It'll get tough. All right, all right. We're going to slide on here to one more thing about Star Wars. One more thing. So uh, Disney CEO Bob Iger recently said that Lucasfilm is developing more than one live-action series for the Disney streaming app. That's going to come out in fall 2019. Pretty twisted. Uh, they're pretty close to unveiling, I believe, the creative <laughs> team behind at least one of them. Uh, once I guess the deal isn't closed there, so they you know they have to be careful what they say. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. How how are you feeling about multiple live action series? I mean, I know there's a lot of talk about like the live action series, but if they're saying they're going to be doing multiple series, I actually think that they'll give Dave Filoni another animated series. To be honest with you, to go with the Disney streaming service. Um, you know, Dave Filoni is the one who obviously he created with George Lucas in the beginning of the Clone Wars, and I now think that he's just the main creator for Rebels, and that's a great show. I know you love it. And I, I love certain episodes. Uh, nah, I got problems with it, but that's a different story. Um, and I think if they do do that, I think he's going to want to do something with Ahsoka because he essentially created that character. That's like his baby, dude. So um, I think he'll really push for uh, something centralized around that character. And just, yeah, I don't know. That was just the first thing I thought about is I think they'll give Dave Filoni another animated series. What do you think, though? Interesting. I like the idea of it. I mean, I guess we'll see how it comes out. We'll have to wait for the details. And like you said, wait until deal- deals are closed. Mm. But, I mean, live-action series, at this point, I'll take their you know word at face value. I think it'll be multiple live-action series, and maybe there's room for animated show. I mean, yeah. they got their own streaming app, for God's sakes. But um, <laughs> it'll be interesting. I think this is definitely a chance for them to do something dealing with, like, the average Joe sort of uh, person, like uh, like Corson, for example, like in the Underworld or something, some show like that. And then, I mean, Knights of Republic. I feel like a TV series would be even better somehow, Yeah, depending on the budget. Uh, of course, yeah. Then a film, you know, or even a series of films, because you just have much more room to do yeah. that, and that's a really expansive mythology. So, oh, God, yeah. yeah. I wanted yeah. to ask you though, because like we're talking about budget or whatever, because we know how much like Game of Thrones like spends like per episode that they make. 
Like, do you think that the quality could go down based on it just being a TV show? Because, I mean, they put a shit ton of money into, like, the, you know, the theatrical yeah. release movies. So do you think it could go down in well, quality? We'll see. I mean, that's always the risk with TV because you can't do – you can't do it like you you would do a lot of things in, in a film, you know, in that yeah. industry. But I guess what I saw in the article I read, I believe it was on Collider. Maybe we got this covered. That's usually where I go. Um <laughs> I guess Disney is thinking about for some of their show, a lot of their shows, the for a ten episode season, it's going to be like twenty five million dollars type of thing, which is on the lower end. But I mean, for a TV show, I think that's pretty good. But they're going to have room probably for a couple shows, ten episode seasons with a hundred million dollar budget. So I mean, if if one of the Star Wars shows was something like that, yeah, if you know one of them even, then I don't know if you're really going to be sacrificing any sort of quality. But yeah, right. We'll yeah. see. Uh, they've never really done this before with the True. Star Wars show, so we'll just it'll be an experiment. Yeah, I mean, several. Experiments. I still look forward to see what they put out. Should be twisted. All right, let's move on to the MCU, though. Yeah, still under it's, uh, overactive <laughs> button there. Uh, still under the <laughs> Disney cloud, but uh, in the MCU, as Kason said, so Black Panther. We've talked a lot about how much money it's going to make, how it's already made, all the positive reviews. Reviews are coming out. People are saying it's good. And as of February 2nd, Black Panther was on track to make $150 million in the opening weekend. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Which means it's probably going to approach or exceed Deadpool's opening weekend, which I believe which that is was a, a record. Movie too. Yeah. And then it's even possible that the film might cross the $400 million mark domestically, which would be that. Whoa, domestically? Yeah, that'd be more than Thor Ragnarok or Spider-Man Homecoming, and neither of those made more than $340 million domestically. So yeah, this this film is looking to be just an epic event. Yeah, man. it's probably going to be a, an interesting point in history of, I mean, super oh, superhero movie yeah. wise. Yeah, I mean, I've said it once, I'll say it again, man. It's just amazing to have a movie come out that just takes a stand representing the African American and also just African culture, uh, especially in times like these. It's just a great accomplishment. That's all I can say, man. Oh yeah, I'm excited for it. Yep. All Only right, next week I think. Yeah, man. Next oh, week. Yeah. Review coming soon. Excited for it. It's going to be good. Okay, right. so moving out of the Disney cloud under the Warner Brothers one, uh, DCU time. Shazam! I'm always excited to talk about it. Yeah. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. <laughs> He's a fan of the DCU. I am. Okay, so uh, Shazam began filming last week, as we reported, and they released a lengthy plot synopsis as well. So, here it is. We all have a superhero inside us. It just takes a bit of magic to bring it out. In Billy Batson's case, by shouting one word, Shazam! This streetwise 14-year-old kid can turn into the adult superhero, Shazam, uh, courtesy of an ancient wizard. Still a kid at his heart inside a ripped godlike body, Shazam revels in his adult version of himself by doing what any teen would do with superpowers. Have fun with them. Can he fly? Does he have x-ray vision? Can he shoot lightning out of his hands? Can he skip his social <laughs> studies test? Shazam sets out to test the limits of his abilities with joyful recklessness of a child, but he'll need to master these powers quickly in order to fight the deadly forces of evil controlled by Dr. Thaddeus Savannah. Thaddeus. Boom. How does that plot synopsis make you um, feel? It honestly... Okay, so I'm, you're probably going to be happy that I uh, did this, um, but it sounds kind of stupid when you read it like <laughs> that, like you get his powers from a wizard. I actually watched uh, an animated... Uh, just a clip from a DC animated movie and yep. uh, just looking at the origin of it because I didn't have time to go and like find a comic and read it. Um, but it's it's pretty cool, man. I'm not going to lie. It's pretty cool. I didn't even know that Black Adam, if he shouts Shazam, like he can like, you know, um, his origin. Yeah. So basically, and uh, I can't, I won't even get into like the whole origin, but there's, there's obviously ones that are pretty distinct from each other. 
Um, but overall, it's pretty much the same thing. It's a cool origin story, so I look forward to seeing what they do with that in the movie. And I also hope that they put Superman in. Please yeah. put Superman in. Please. Yeah, I agree. I'm actually. I mean, that's. I I'm excited from the. I've been sort of pretty excited already, but that, I think yeah. that's a good synopsis. I like the cast. We'll see how it goes. I I'll, like the director. I'll send you a link for the origin. Yeah, sure. You'll get into I don't know it. if I need that. Actually. Okay, sorry. <laughs> thanks for nothing. Thanks. All right. Dude, I'm really excited to be talking about this next one. Are you? Are you? He likes the DCU. Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> so uh, the Joker origin movie, that's apparently still probably going to happen. That's the one that uh, Todd Phillips is developing, going to direct. He's uh, co-writing. It's not going to take place in DCU's normal continuity. I guess they're still on that train. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it might feature, I forgot how to pronounce his name already, uh, Jaquin Phoenix in the role. Uh, Joaquin Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin. <laughs> yeah. I was close. Joaquin. No. Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, it also doesn't look like Scorsese is going to produce, although I, I assume they're still going to follow that sort of style or idea like his you know films back from the 80s. But yeah, yeah Casey, tell us about the Joker origin story. I'm not too disappointed uh, about Sor- Scorsese basically not being on this. Like, I already kind of saw that coming, to be honest with you. He just doesn't seem like he would get invested into that, especially... Uh, I'm sure that he knows what's going around, like with Justice League and everything like that. Right. DCU is pretty much in the toilet at this point until Aquaman, please change the game. Um, but I do look forward to like seeing like the I- Irishman that he's going to be putting out pretty soon and stuff. Um, and if they go for that Scorsese sort of feel, great. But I just wanted to say I'm excited about this topic because we're talking about the Joker. But when it comes to Joaquin Phoenix, dude, I literally cannot have a concrete like opinion about it. Because I'm open to it, like don't get me wrong. Because like people were bashing like Heath Ledger, and look what happened there. So Joaquin Phoenix, man, like I don't know if there's any movies that he's he's a phenomenal actor. I love a ton of movies like Gladiator and also Signs. I fucking love the movie Signs. Have you seen Signs? I Mel Gibson actually watched Joaquin? it full through. Oh my god, dude! You gotta I, never, watch I, I, I didn't through. have intros last time I tried. Oh, dude, you gotta finish it. I'm telling I've you, I've heard it's amazing, but it is I don't amazing. Want to. Um. It's freaky as shit, dude. Scared the hell. That movie is the reason why, like, I was always afraid of getting abducted in the middle of the night. Anyways, Joker. Um, so, yeah, dude, I don't know. Like, if there's movies out there that I could go see, like, seeing him play some sort of psychotic uh, dude, I don't think there is. But I would like to see that just to get a sort of feel. And it also seems like the kind of movie and tone where you have to nail the laugh. Like, I need, like, Mark Hamill, like, level, like, Batman animated series, like, laugh. Um... I don't know, dude. I really don't know if this is the right casting choice, but like I said, I'm open to it. What do you think? Interesting. I mean, it's one of those things. I just feel like it's weird to do this outside the DCU continuity and everything. Yeah. I feel like they would they should just completely ditch the connected universe idea and just make these solo films because it's just it's. I mean, I agree. It's what are you doing to uh, uh, Jared Leto's Joker? You're just you're just killing him. You're, it's like they're, every time something comes out about this movie, it's just like another punch to the face or something. And Joaquin Phoenix, I think he can do good. He is he is a crazy good actor. <laughs> but it's one of those things where I'll just wait to see if and when this pans out, how it does, because I can't really get a read on it. I don't like Same. the idea from the original. I don't like the idea from the start point, though. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I do understand what you're saying, man. It's one way to definitely confuse like general movie going on. It's just too, but yeah. we'll see if this even gets off the f- floor, to be honest with you. We will. Get off the ground. That's the phrase. Okay, let's and move the floor. on now. Um, and the floor. <laughs> going to some Venom news. So, another uh, trailer. <laughs> yeah, another trailer. D- d- just give us a quick take on the oh. trailer. It dropped earlier today, I believe, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. as we're filming this Thursday. Um, I'd never seen that movie poster before, actually. Well, I just that's my first time seeing it, so that's cool. It was from the, uh, they released it yesterday. Okay. Wednesday. 
Um, bottom line, dude, I think it's a bit of a mistake because they didn't show anything. I mean, there was one scene where I guess you see the Venom like in this tank sort of thing, but that's not good enough because we keep one like you're releasing like photos like on set of like uh, Tom, Tom Hardy hanging around. Yeah, and he's just okay. It's Eddie Brock. It's you know the movie's called Venom, not Eddie Brock. I'm just saying. So even if we had some like back shot of him and he's like in full venom mode or like whatever and he, he didn't even have to turn around just seeing that would have been fine this to me is sort of a mistake because you're not even like teasing the fans with that you know what i mean All right so i don't do know i do agree i think they probably could have maybe should have put in you know something with if him in the should have would have could have but one of those things i thought it was a quality enough teaser and it was definitely like a like the teaseriest of teasers. I mean, they oh, barely, they barely yeah, gave us anything. Yeah. I mean, we saw the cool shot at the end of uh, Tom Hardy, you know, act, acting. You saw, like, the symbiote, I guess, coming up through his neck or something. Oh, you did? I think, yeah, I, I was watching another video that <laughs> okay. showed it. But, yeah, so I, I liked the teaser, and what it what it did is it's going to make me stick around for another trailer. So they're going to get more views and hype on my end. So I think it was good. I see your point. I still just... I don't know. I guess I'm impatient. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> All right. Moving on to another, another trailer. trailer. So Deadpool 2. They released a trailer introducing Cable, played by Josh Brolin. Uh, here another quick take on it. Uh, dude, it's so killer. I loved every single second of it. Um, I think... Uh, is it, This is... They also did a teaser to a, a trailer, right? Or is it just the? They just this did just this, I think. So is this the one where he's like, hold, uh, they yeah. f- didn't finish the uh, CGI? Or yep. like, dude, I was laughing my ass off when he was like, "It's not like we're trying to remove a mustache or something yeah, like that." Yeah. I was laughing, but at the same time, I was like, "Fuck you!" Like, uh, son of a bitch, don't kill on the DCU. But uh, I get it though. Don't don't get me wrong. Uh, it's still, man, I'm really looking forward to it. Josh Brolin as Cable looks super badass, and uh, dude, I'm just looking forward to Deadpool two coming soon, man. Really, Should be good. Really pumped. Should be good. It's interesting, actually. It seemed like they gave us a... I mean, obviously, they probably did it. They definitely did it on purpose, but it was weird to see the trailer that was really action-y and uh, see, pretty serious, except for the break, which yeah. is very Deadpool fashion, but it was a good trailer. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right, moving yeah. on. <laughs> Next. Sometimes I don't know when you're talking. Yeah. You're done talking. Or when I'm talking. <laughs> I can't hear you. All right. (laughs) Okay, so uh, talking about Lobo here. So Warner Brothers continues to make odd decisions, even though their new regime on the DCU side of things is supposed to be better. Uh, Michael Bay has met with executives during (laughs) about directing the Lobo movie. Uh, The development began back in 2009 with Dwayne Johnson attached to Star and uh, director Brad Payton aboard. Now it looks like Bay may direct a reworked script by Jason... Uh, <laughs> he wrote on Wonder Woman in Pan. And then we slide into some interesting... I'm sorry, I didn't know where you were going with that picture. <laughs> if you're watching this on YouTube, Michael Bay explosion makes perfect sense. Genius. Perfect. Move on. Got him. Comedy. Okay, and then uh, interesting news here. So Willem Dafoe recently said that the screenwriter of the Batman from 1989 uh, mentioned in passing to Dafoe that he would, he'd be perfect to play the Joker because of the look. And uh, so... It's not like we were close to having him in the role, but at least the creative minds behind at least one of these Batman movies was like, you know what? He does look like he'd play a great Joker. Hell yeah. Very twisted. Okay, and then uh, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. That was a very surprise success, and now they're working on the sequel. Looks like the writers from the first one are going to work on the second one. That's uh, Scott Rosenberg and Jeff Pinkner. They're 
in talks to sign on, and then the director's going to return, uh, Jake Kasdan, and <laughs> <laughs> along with the main cast. So basically, it's just everybody's coming back. It looks like. Yeah. yeah speaking of Dwayne Johnson, the Fast and the Furious spinoff with Jason Statham's character and Dwayne Johnson's character no. might have a director in David Leitch, who directed David Deadpool two. Uh, the script's going to be written by Chris Morgan. He's a Fast and Furious veteran. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, if you're excited about Fast and Furious, there you go. I'm not. Nor am I. <laughs> uh, <laughs> something I am excited about, The Predator. Uh, Shane Black's film's going to return to Vancouver for reshoots, I believe, this month. Uh, the reshoots are scheduled for three weeks. And as far as I can tell, it's your basic big-budget film reshoots and pickups. Mm-hmm. I've said reshoots Is that four times. Is movie poster? Uh, it's like promotional artwork, but oh, okay, yeah. Okay, okay very twisted yeah uh, so that charles manson film i mentioned uh, we talked about former doctor who star matt smith he's going to portray charles manson in a film directed by mary heron who directed american psycho it's going to follow three women sentenced to death for their roles in murders carried out by the cult uh, the new news here the new news here is that guinevere turner the writer of american psycho is going to write the charles manson film here uh, Turner's going to adapt Ed Sanders' the family and carlene Bates' the long prison journey of leslie van hutton uh, and I wanted to say that last time we talked about, talked about this, I said I met uh, Mary Heron, but it was actually Guinevere Turner. I, got, I was confused. <laughs> but more importantly, uh, Suki Waterhouse from Bad Batch, uh, Carla Gugiano from Gerald's Game, Merritt Waver from Godless, Hannah Murray from Game of Thrones, Odessa Young from Assassination Nation, uh, Marianne Rendon from That's Gemini. Oh my god. Yeah, Marianne Rendon from Gemini and Kaylee Carter from Rings are all going to star. That's a lot of people. Hell yeah. And now something else I'm excited for, The Meg, uh, that Jason Statham-led Big Shark movie. Uh, the first trailer's probably going to drop next month, and that's really when the marketing campaign is going to kick up in anticipation of that August 10th release date. So, Kason, does anything from these past few stories stand out to you? Uh, Lobo would be pretty cool, man. Like, I do love the character of Lobo, so if they could incorporate him into the DCU, that'd be pretty bitchin', dude. I, I kind of thought, like, who would be cast as him, so that's something I got to think about. Willem Dafoe? As a Joker, obviously, I've been pushing that real hard. I want him to be yeah. in the solo Joker film, as opposed to just recently Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, it's not, it's not been confirmed, I don't think. So, um, and also the Charles Manson film, uh, that's pretty cool, man. You got a great uh, writer for American Psycho, so that's also awesome. I guess the rewriting history here, because I don't remember anybody being sentenced to death. Uh, from the cult unless if I'm doing some bad research or just never heard of it and uh, Matt Smith uh, playing Charles Manson I don't know why that side view that I just saw of him if they uh, do uh, yeah I don't know man if they darken the eyebrows a little bit put the beard on I actually kind of see it so uh, yeah I mean at least we got one person announces Charles Manson and not from Tarantino's film which kind of blows yeah apparently yeah uh, but yeah, does anything stand out to you? Nothing ask. too much to add. I mean, I guess I'll say it's interesting that the Jumanji sequel is uh, retaining the same, you know, creative heads and cast, which makes sense if you can't keep it, you know, continu- continuous, then do it. But you always <laughs> expect changes with sequels like that. But no, okay, great word. Thank Continuous. you. I think it's an actual word. <laughs> God, I All hope right, so. Let's move on. Let's slide into the Cloverfield news. Okay, so I got got a lot to say here. So the Cloverfield paradox cost Netflix fifty million dollars to purchase and stream, and it looks like it was a one-off deal just for that movie. Uh, the fourth Cloverfield, titled, titled Overlord, excuse me, it's probably going to have a theatrical release, and that's probably may or may not be October twenty-sixth this year. So you know, Netflix isn't doesn't have a deal for Cloverfield movies coming you know forth just 50 million dollars for one movie 
Goddamn. Uh, Collider quoted <laughs> in an article that the Overlord movie is actually going to be a World War II zombie film. <laughs> nice. I knew You're it pulling was, a Call of Duty here. What is go- All right. I knew it was set on D Day and troops with troops behind enemy enemy lines who discover something other than wars going on here. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it looks like that uh, something is zombies. Okay. Uh, who knows if Netflix ends up streaming that afterwards? I think this is a chance if they can strike a deal for them to do a series in this universe. Right. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. This was the movie that's already on Netflix now, right? Yep. Yep. And you watched it. Didn't really like it. That didn't much. really like it. Just a lot of potential, but. Like uh, Abrams and everyone kind of said, it was its own movie. I think it was something something to do with uh, you know the particle beam and all that. Yeah. But then they kind of reworked it into a Cloverfield movie. And like a lot of people said, you can't really. It feels like they just threw together a Cloverfield movie based <laughs> yeah, on yeah. something else. So yeah. Yeah. Just didn't turn out. Yeah. But here's some uh, really interesting news here. Yep. <laughs> here's some interesting news here, man. People are ascertaining that a fifth. Cloverfield has entered development with a wait fifth? for it, wait for it, Daisy Ridley in the Daisy lead. Ridley. Daisy Ridley. <laughs> uh, Ridley apparently stand, signed on to star in a film called Coma, which is produced by Abrams under his Bad Robot banner, and as well as Paramount. It's right. a supernatural supernatural thriller that is actually based on a 2003 Israeli TV movie. The synopsis there: is a man who died in a car accident 50 years ago. Uh, waits on the other side for his former girlfriend who survived. When the woman dies, she's given a choice to be with him or return to the scene of the car crash and live again. So, it yeah. live again. Yeah, yeah. All right, sounds cool. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think that's going to be its own thing. I feel like that's not going to be a Cloverfield movie. But then again, like I just said, they developed one as a complete standalone, then just threw it into the Cloverfield verse. So yeah. Does that make you feel anything about all that? Or? I, I like Daisy Ridley. Daisy Ridley, yeah. <laughs> I'm actually starting to get into the Cloverfield movies. I have you? to actually watch Cloverfield at one point. Okay, you didn't... Uh, all right, I yeah. mean, that's cool, man. I mean, and you, I guess, you didn't like Paradox, but that's okay. No, nah, it wasn't that great. At okay. least 10 Cloverfield Lane was great. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Okay, we'll slide on right. here to the last thing. Last uh, thing. Interesting, disappointing, maybe. Uh, <laughs> so, Get Out. Uh, you know, we love that film here. Uh, Jordan Peele, the writer and director of said film, recently said that he's seriously considering a sequel to the surprise horror hit. Uh, he said that he loves that universe and there are some loose ends to explore, so he might. How does that make you feel, Kason? Uh Jordan Peele, you get out because that is a terrible fucking idea, man. Why? Why? You had a great, thrilling, had me on the edge of my seat, uncomfortable movie in a good way. And you want to just destroy it all with a sequel. This is what sequels do, man. They just, they, nine times out of ten, they destroy the original piece, the masterpiece, okay? Yeah. Please don't let it happen, man. Oh, my God. It's just such a great movie. You can't, you can't, you can't do this. Please. Yeah, what do you I, think? I agree. I don't, I don't want a sequel. The only thing I can imagine is more of an anthology sort of approach where it's in that universe. And if anything, if, yes. Even if, you know, they pick up with Daniel Kaluuya's character, just, you know, something not treading on the original but or, you know what at the same time it was amazing I have confidence in Jordan Peele so I guess I yeah. would be down to show up for the sequel if they make it I guess I can unfortunately backpe- yeah I guess I could backpedal a little bit it's only bad in sequels when they try to do the same exact thing like just the Jumanji thing that you are just talking about like that's basically sounds like they're doing the exact same thing unless they do something where they just focus on that fam- the family of his girlfriend or whatever maybe that could maybe be something but ultimately man you d- <sighs> why Where? just why all right. Oh, I wish we could have ended it on a better note, but uh, oh, that's okay. go see Get Out. It's a great movie. Um, hey. 
All right, guys. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode of Back When Movie News. Also, uh, feel free to check out Chase's review of Winchester. Uh, it's pretty funny. Your reasons uh, explain if you click on the video. It's a good one. Yeah. But uh, until next Saturday, be- please give this video a like and subscribe to our channel. We really appreciate your support. And drop a comment uh, below because we would love to hear from you guys. Ask us any questions that we could answer during the show. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at BackRowOfficial, and follow those pages for upcoming videos coming to you guys. I said follow twice, I think. That's okay. We'll see you next Saturday. We love you all. Have a great day. See ya. Bye.